Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Welcome to Crossroads Church. We're glad that you are here in person or online watching us from wherever you may be. Uh, we're excited to be in, the, uh, be in a season of, of worship and study. And, and right uh, this month, we're going to be looking at, there's a Greek word called kaleo. And, and that's not a word we're going to go around using in our everyday life, but, but it's a word that we do use, or at least it, it has led to a word that we use often, and that's called. And we would say, oh, I called someone and they didn't answer, or hey, they called me from the store and they said my, my car was ready to be picked up. And so we use the word called, but we also use the word called for many things. I've given you a couple examples right there. But calling in, in the New Testament was often attributed to, to an appointment. It was, it was attributed to, to almost like a title. And so we're going to be looking over the next month at, at just what God has called us to as Christians. And so today I'm going to be reading out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'm actually going to start at verse 1. And the Bible says, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people. Together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you every uh, sorry, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore do not lack any, therefore you do not lack any spiritual gifts, as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Probably gone are the days of letters. Most of us don't really write too many letters. Maybe you're a a note writer and you write thank yous or maybe you are still doing that. But I would say the newer generation, this uh, this new group that's following us, and probably even ourselves, if we were to admit it, we're not much of writers or writing to people. It's usually a quick email. It's a text. Usually it's not capitalized. There's a lot of grammatical errors. It's like, just let's get the point. But it, when Paul writes to the church at Corinth, he starts off with an introduction. He starts off as, as most of us would in the years ago, like, hey, dear mom and dad. But, but he, he says, uh, he starts off by telling who he is. And how he even gives a glimpse of what happened to him and why he's there. Because it's the will of God that he has been called an apostle. Someone who's walked or seen Christ. And so he writes this introduction and he says to the church at Corinth. So this letter was directed to the church in one place, but it was distributed in other places. As often was the case when, when God would speak, whether it was through the Old Testament prophets, whether it was Isaiah or Jeremiah... These would become the Old Testament books that would would later instruct the the believers who would follow God. And so the same thing is happening in the New Testament with this group of apostles that that God had called up. The the, the new believers, the church, 
was, was, was not only writing the instances or the testimony of Jesus through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they were also writing instructions to the churches that would form and, and start up because of the testimony that was spreading about Jesus around the world. And so Paul writes to this church in Corinth, but the letter was going to be spread to the other churches in other regions. And he says to them, and he makes this, this, this mention, he says, to those who've been sanctified by Christ, in other words, those who've been set apart because of what Jesus has done in your life, and called to be his holy people. And he says, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. And he talks a little bit about this calling. But if you go all the way down to verse 9, you kind of see the, the crux of, of, of this introduction. He says, he says this, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I remember growing up in a, in a time when, when people would come over to the house and they were believers. And so a believer would, would eat a meal with us and we would say that was fellowship. Or, or after church, we would have fellowship meals. And, and it's a word that I think is, is a little bit disappearing. I think it's disappearing a little bit from our vocabularies. Um, maybe it was a little churchy or it sounded churchy back in the day. But fellowship is, is, is a central part of Christianity. And, and the Bible says that God has called you and me into fellowship. He, he's called us, and this happens because of what took place with Jesus. And he, and he goes on to say that Jesus Christ, our Lord. You and I have been called into fellowship so when you think about calling and, and, and what that means, we've been called into a fellowship. Well, if it's not a word that we use every day, then it's possible that it's a word we could misunderstand. And so what I want to do today is I just want to look at what it means to be in this fellowship and what, what Paul was talking about, what he was inferring when he said that you and I, because God is faithful, we've been called into this fellowship. And, and what does that even mean? And so um, I want us to read in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14, the Bible says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? And so Paul, in another letter to the church, the same church at Corinth, he gives another explanation of what fellowship is and what it isn't. He says that for believers, fellowship means you're, you're with other people who are distributors of the light. Well, we know light to be, or we should know that light is, is a reference to Christ. When, when Christ shone his light into our hearts, then the darkness had to flee. As is the case, when light is shining on something, then that darkness disappears. And he says to the church in Corinth, he says, if you are a believer in fellowship with Christ, then light is now shining on you and shining on your group in such a way where darkness is not going to continue to be allowed to live there. He says that if you're going to have fellowship with God, you can't have fellowship with darkness. In other words, you can't team up with someone who's a bad actor, a bad person, and say, you know what? God knows my heart. He knows that, that, that I'm following him, and, and he'll, he'll look past this. And I'm not saying that God doesn't have the capacity to forgive us when we've had uh, poor and improper uh, friendships and, and even these partnerships or cooperations with people. But it's very clear that Paul is telling the church, 
He says, if you want to have fellowship with God, you've got to, you've got to axe your fellowships. You've got to cut away. You've got to, you've got to separate yourself from those things of darkness. Fellowship is, is, is a uniting. We're, we're cooperating. We're, we're, we're joining up with something. And so we can either join up with the things of God, or as it says here, we can join up with darkness. And so when you go back to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he says, God is faithful, and he's called you into fellowship with his son. In other words, he's called you to walk like Jesus walked. He's called me to walk like Jesus walked. He's called me to talk like Jesus talks. And what that means is if Jesus had no shadow of sin or, or wrongdoing or darkness in him, then, then when we partner with Jesus, then we've got to flee from those things. And, and I know that we're tempted at times to, to maybe join into the speak or the talk of the world. Uh, we're, we're even, it's even possible to, to be drawn into the dark thoughts of the world. And, and if you think I'm going like in one direction with this message or another, I, I want you to understand that dark thoughts can even just be disappointments. We can be so discouraged that we, we wonder, is God still faithful? And Paul wrote to the church, he says, God is faithful there in verse 9. And he says, because God is faithful, you and I can be in a friendship with him. We can be in this fellowship with him. And, and, and that should help us when we're, when we're dealing with this. But, but make no mistake about it. We can't partner with evil and then say that we have a partnership with God. Fellowship is about a partnership and maybe the, the most symbolic partnership that you're going to see uh, may be in the church, and he uses, he uses marriage as that partnership. In business, people uh, who, have, who have differing amounts of money will come together, and, and they will put their money together so that they can maybe go in on a business venture. They would be called partners. And, and sometimes partnerships can be everything from, from verbal uh, to those maybe not as, not as binding, non-binding, and to those that were maybe started with a handshake or those that have this legal document. But there's a cooperation. There's a partnership. And the Bible says that you and I have joined into a partnership with Jesus. The moment you put your faith in him, you said, I'm going to cooperate with the things of God. Where God is at work, I'm going to join him. Where, where God is leading, I will go. How does that get started? Well, it gets started with the calling. You've been called into fellowship with him. And, and if you look at verse 2 here in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he says, to the church of God in Corinth. Now, all this on the backdrop of fellowship, right? He says, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those living everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. It's the same Greek word. It's kaleo. And it means that not only God has called you, but you call out to God. In other words, when you think of a fellowship, the calling of God into a fellowship or a partnership or a friendship, the relationship is two ways. I think if you, if you read the Old Testament, uh, they, would, they would follow God, but it, there, were, there were many times because of the distance between God, because of the sin, because of the, 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 the failures and the results of the original sin, that they were very much distant, and it felt like God was calling to them but, but the relationship wasn't two ways. What we have in Christ is now God calls to us, but we can call back to him. Um, and maybe you've been in a conversation with someone and, and, and you're like, they're talking to you and, and they're saying something like, can, can you hear me? 
Um, hey, hey, do you hear what I'm saying? And you're, you're hearing everything they're saying, but somehow the communication from their cell phone to your cell phone, you're hearing everything, but they're not hearing you respond. And there's this miscommunication. Well, before Christ, there was only a one-way stream of communication. Now, people could call out to God and he would hear, but there wasn't the sense of the Holy Spirit that would, that would make known to their spirits that, that God is listening. And, and, and there are many times when they wondered, had God failed them? In fact, I think that happens too often in the church, though we've been promised the Holy Spirit. The, the Bible says that if we're in fellowship with Jesus, the, the relationship is two-way. He talks to us, he calls out to us, and then we call out to him. And, and in, in calling out to him, he hears us. 1 John chapter 5, verse 15 says this, And since we know he hears us, we make known our requests. We also know that he gives us whatever we ask for. I just thought when I read that, how many of us really know, how much many of us really know that he hears us? I mean, isn't that the reason you talk to someone? When you talk to someone, after a while, you see that they're not listening to you. You're, you're thinking, I don't want to listen. I don't want to keep talking because they're not listening. I'm wasting my breath. There are people who, who say that, that they can't hear God and they're not communicating with God and it just seems like some kind of interference. And so sometimes they stop. But the Bible says you and I have been called into fellowship, called into partnership, called into friendship, and it's two ways. And it says, and because we know that he hears us, we ask for things. We, we, we go to him and not only do we ask, there are other ways of talking to God it's praising him and, and, and just t telling him how our day's gone. Have you ever just told God, God, my day has been terrible? And just a simple conversation with him. Well, the relationship, the fellowship has been established through Christ, and it's two ways. And, and because we know that he hears us, uh, then, then we can then go to him for certain things. And he says, and we also know that he gives us what we ask for. And I know that that relates to, to the book of James, which says he gives us in accordance to his will. But let me tell you, if you're walking with Jesus and you're talking with, him, with Jesus and it's a two-way street, you're going to know even the things to ask for. There are going to be some things you ask for and you know when you ask it, oh, that wasn't of God. He's not going to honor that. And the longer you walk with Christ, probably the less things that you ask for for yourself or in, out of a selfish interest turns to be more of a, a, a bigger picture. Because we start to understand the will of God and the purpose of God. Now, I believe God answers our requests for personal things. In fact, I believe what it says here that, and since he hears me or hears us, I'm going to keep asking. So fellowship means not only we have this partnership with God, but we have this two-way street of communication. He talks to us and we talk to him. And then, and then verse 7. And this is, this is the part I want to just kind of uh, conclude with for today. But it says, Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you and I have been called into a fellowship, a partnership, and maybe a term I used a few weeks ago is the best term, a friendship with Jesus. Um, 
we, we're able to not only pray and talk and ask, thing, ask thing, things of him, um, uh, it, it not only means that we are to walk like him and stay away from other things because our partnership with him says, I'm just going to stay away from evil and I'm going to walk in light. But it also says how we, how we can make it through this world. It says that, that he's given us this, these spiritual gifts and these spiritual gifts enable us to stand firm when things really get difficult. A fellowship is, is the way we can, because we have a partnership with someone who's stronger than us, he picks us up when we are weak. And he does that through spiritual gifts, through these gifts that have been given. And I want to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that Paul elaborates a little more on this. He says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Now, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on listing all the spiritual gifts, and you can, you can do a little Google search. You can do a little review, and you'll see all the passages that are listed about spiritual gifts. And you can even start asking, do I have that gift? Or, or you know, I, have the, I feel like I could, I could do that. Maybe God's empowering me. But it says that he gives gifts as he chooses. If you keep reading on down in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says he gives gifts as he chooses so it can lift up the church. That comes through fellowship. When you have fellowship with Jesus, something has been given to you. You've been given a gift. Now, maybe today is just a day that your ears perk up and you say, I wonder what my spiritual gift is. If that's all you get from today, then, then, and I pray that you'll dig into that, explore that, even talk to other believers who are walking with Christ, and, and maybe you can ask them, what gift do you see in me? See, I believe if the church is going to stand firm until the end, it's going to be built on the fact that we've been called into a fellowship or a partnership with Jesus. And that's going to make us stronger. That's going to make the church wiser. He even alluded to this in this chapter. He says, you're going to have the knowledge. You're going to know what to do. There are times that I've said, God, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. There, there are times when I've, I've said those words, but then, then something, whether it's a scripture or just a peace that passes all understanding, comes upon my heart and reminds me that I just need to turn it over to him because he's given us everything that we know need to know. I don't know what your spiritual gift is, but I do know that he has called you into a fellowship with Jesus. And that means there are many things at your disposal and mine. The most important, as it says here, is, is he has given us God. He's given us himself. The Holy Spirit now resides in believers. That fellowship has been established and the communication lines are open. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the calling. I thank you for calling us to yourself to calling us to a great purpose, to shine your light in darkness. Maybe no one wants to talk about darkness, but there are dark things in this world. And if the church doesn't stand up and be the light, then that darkness is going to win. Lord, would you continue to remind us of our partnership with you, our fellowship with you, our fellowship with the light? And would we take these gifts that you've given us and be bold to not only ask for things for ourselves, but ask for things for the world. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church.